Hi there and welcome along to another workout for you to row along to. Today's session is going to be a hard row. This one sits in the middle of my intensity pyramid, so it's not bottom, it's not top, it's the middle. See, that's how middle works, isn't it? Yeah. So this is just going to be a hard one that's going to make you work hard, but it's not going to completely push you to a point where you're going to be absolute exhaustion. You are going to be up there in terms of pace-wise, but it's going to be something you gradually build into and then you get a rest, okay? Because what we're doing today is we're going to do three 15-minute intervals with two minutes rest in between. That doesn't sound very exciting, does it? Well, each of those 15-minute intervals we're going to break into five, four, three, two, one-minute sections. No rest in between, it's just we're going to run them into each other. And we're going to start off at 20 strokes a minute in 2k plus 18 pace, and then the four minutes we're going to do 22 strokes a minute, 2k plus 15, then 24 strokes a minute, 2k plus 12, then 26 and 2k plus 9, and 28 strokes a minute, 2k plus 5 to finish. Okay, so this is going to be a gradual push through each of these 15 minute intervals. Now, if you're doing this as part of the 10k plan, then this is week four, session five. Don't worry, you don't have to be part of the 10k plan to enjoy this session I'm just saying this for those folks that are doing it that way because what this is going to do is it's going to teach you this kind of idea of negative splits of going faster and faster as you get through a session and really looking at how your stroke rate and the power from your legs are used in combination together in order to increase your pace and your stroke rate at the same time okay so everything just kind of rolls into itself I will talk more about the session when we're doing it there's no point me talking about it now so, for the time being, let's get into a four-minute warm-up. Now, we always start off by setting up our machine and head straight to Drag Factor first, which is the lever on the side of a Concept 2, and set it to where you want it to be. Now, if you don't know where you want it to be, then you can check out the video I have on this channel. I've got mine set around about 120 right now. That might be where you want to set it. You might want to set it somewhere else. It's up to you. If you're not on a Concept 2 and you're using a different machine, then set the resistance or drag wherever you want it to be. But basically, the guide is make sure you get a good kind of resistance from the stroke but not so much that you're having to heave against it with your upper body okay remember this is all from the legs rather than the upper body next up if you can set your monitor to eye heights so you're not having to look up and not having to look down which affects your posture and finally if you can set this foot stretcher height set it to a point where you're able to come to the front of the machine with your shins pointing vertically with comfort okay now as a guide that means that the strap usually covers around about the balls of your feet but you might want to just make sure and like adjust it up and down a little bit just to see that you are comfortable to get to the front of the machine. All right? Oh, we'd get to the warm-up a lot quicker if I'd chopped out that little part of it, but it is quite important that you set up your machine right. So, four-minute warm-up. We're going to do this at 18 strokes a minute, and we're going to start off with right about the first minute where the power is really just going to be a gentle push from your legs that you can work with the work on the timing between your leg drive and your arms picking up the handle at the same time, okay? So don't worry about pace. Just connect with your legs first. Right, stop talking, John. Let's just start rowing. So in three, two... One, let's go. So, enough of a push that you are connecting your feet into the foot plate and that you know that that power is coming up into your body, through your body and should be coming in to your arms and your hands. Because what you want to do is work on the timing so that as you push into the machine with your feet, that is the exact moment that your hands connect to the flywheel or water wheel or whatever it is that you're using and that's how you make sure that all of your available power is efficiently 
going into the machine and you're not wasting it by scooting your backside out before your legs connect to the machine or by pulling on the handle too soon and not allowing your legs to really push that well. And once you've got that timing right, just put in a little bit more of a push from your legs. Try to get close to 2K plus 20 pace. And if you don't know what I'm on about, when I keep saying about 2K plus pace, then what I mean is you row a two kilometer time trial, divide the resulting time by four, and that gives you the average time it took you to cover 500 meters in your 2K time trial. And that is your 2K training pace. So then when I say row at 2K plus 10, you just row 10 seconds slower than your 2K training pace. Okay, one more stroke. Let's put one foot on the ground, continue rowing. Whew. Quite out of breath, eh? I think I was trying to cram in way too much information <laughs> for the first two minutes of this warm-up. Good thing about today's session is because you're starting off at five minutes, 20 strokes a minute, that's going to help you get more warmed up too. Let's swap feet, continue rowing. So even if after this four minutes you don't feel fully warmed up, as long as you're nicely eased off, your back is rocking forwards and backwards, then you will get warmer as you go through the first interval, don't worry. Okay, two strokes, one more, and then let's put both feet back in, and then just row with our back and arms. So swing over your hips, pull in your arms, and then push out your arms, swing back over your hips. And this hinge backwards and forwards over your back and the order of back, arms, arms, back is absolutely vital to rowing. It's worthwhile spending time working on this. Right, now let's roll to the front of the machine with straight arms and the forward lean and just press out from the front. You don't have to worry about how hard you're pressing. What I want you to do is concentrate on holding this forward lean and arms straight, but also trying to work on that timing that we were working on at the beginning of this warm-up. So don't push too hard, just work on the timing and your position. One more. I know we're done, but one more. Right. Keep on moving up and on the rail, have a quick drink, and I will describe one more time what we're doing today, and then we'll start our main session. Okay then, so today's main session is three 15-minute intervals with two minutes rest in between. But we're going to break up those 15-minute intervals by doing them as 5, 4, 3, 2, 1 minutes. That first five minutes, you're going to do it 20 strokes per minute and at 2K plus 18 pace. Then you're going to go up to 22 and 2K plus 15. Then 24 and 2K plus 12. 26 and 2K plus 9. And you're going to finish all of this off at 28 strokes a minute 
and 2K plus five pace for one minute. Then you rest two minutes, do it again, rest two minutes, do it again. Now, depending on how you feel today, I know some people want to push these sessions a little bit harder. So what I really want you to do is stick to this pace guide for the first two intervals. And if you're feeling all a little bit, I want to go faster than this, on the third interval, the third time round, start at 2K plus 16 and then increase to plus 13, plus 10, et cetera, et cetera. So you're, you're basically going two seconds faster than you were for the, the two before. And that will hopefully then give you your tough workout that you're looking for. But I really don't want you to do this and completely drain your system, especially if you're doing this on the 10K plan. The, the, the plan is designed to kind of bring you in and out of various intensities so that you have enough energy to do this 10K plan over the course of the eight weeks. If you push everything up to the max all the time, even if you're alternating bottom tiers, you're going to end up just driving yourself into the ground and you'll run out of energy, all right? And the final thing to say is that for those folks who don't have a training, a 2K training pace, I know I haven't really kind of given an alternative way to think about this. So you're starting these intervals off around about five out of 10 intensity, and then you're gradually increasing as you go through which should naturally happen as your stroke rate goes up anyway. And then for that one minute at the end of each interval, it should feel around about 9 or 10 out of uh, 10, okay? So this is what we're doing with intensity. We're starting off around about 5 out of 10, and then we're pushing through um, for the end of the interval. Then we take two minutes rest, then we do it again, two minutes rest, do it again, all right? Let's just get on with it. Let's talk. Whoosh with the straps, hey? That means action, doesn't it? So five minutes, 20 strokes a minute, at 2K plus 18, and then we flow through this whole 15 minutes, okay? In three, two, one, let's go. So remember, 20 strokes per minute is a lovely stroke rate because it's one stroke every three seconds. So you can just look at your monitor and just count down in threes. And then if you've got me and a video in the corner or an iPad attached to your machine or whatever. Follow along with me for stroke rate two, or if you're listening to this in the podcast, you can hear the whoosh of my flywheel, and that will let you know when I'm rowing, taking each stroke. But I promise you, once you get, I know about a minute, maybe two minutes into this, the groove will just kick in and you'll just develop a flow for the stroke rate. And you'll not be thinking too hard about trying to follow me or counting down in threes and things. So what I want to try and do is get a majority of technique chat out the way in this first interval. Because I know I've got a bad habit of dragging it on and the, <laughs> the row is almost complete and I'm still talking about technique, which isn't very useful if this is your first time doing one of my videos and thinking about technique. So let's try and do a big overview to get you thinking technique through the rest of the row without me having to talk about it the whole time. So the point is that you're trying to flow 
from phase to phase of your rowing stroke. And although it's broken into these phases, if you can try and have a nice smooth rhythm as you drive back and then recover forwards and not have to think about each phase of the stroke, then hopefully that flow will naturally come. That said, we do need to talk about the various stages. So, at the front of the machine, right before you're about to take the stroke, that's known as the catch. And ideally, you want to be in a forward lean to like a one o'clock position with your arms straight, ready to pick up the handle when you start the leg drive. But you also want to make sure you have slid far enough to the front of the machine for your shins to be vertical. And that gets you the right amount of compression with your legs. And then if you can think about having a good posture up on your sit bones with your body tilting forwards over the hips rather than crumpled down like Gollum. So basically you're just being nice and powerful, ready for the start of the stroke. Like I say, arms straight with your fingers hooked over the handle. Okay, not grabbing it. Just nicely hooked over it to let the power transfer through. Okay. Our first change up is happening in three strokes. So three, two, one. Here we go, 22 strokes a minute, 2K plus 15. Just take a moment to work out how much of a push that you need from your legs in order to increase your stroke rate and your pace. And that's the point here, is that the power in the rowing stroke comes from your legs. It doesn't come from actually pulling on the handle. So as you push your legs or your feet into the machine, then everything we did in the catch position, that forward lean, arm straight, good posture, fingers hooked over the handle, that all comes together 
to allow the power from your legs to surge and flow through your body into the handle without you having to use any pulling motion you're just hanging off the handle as you push your legs into it or into the machine so have a wee look at your arms as you row and think am I bending them quite early or am I keeping them nice and straight as I push into the machine same thing with that forward lean am I holding a forward lean as I push my feet into the foot plates or am I swinging my back early and looking at the sky which wastes so much potential power that could be going into the machine then once your leg drive is about halfway through that's the point when you want to swing your body over your hips into that backwards lean because that backswing adds power into the machine as your legs begin to fade and then right after you start that backswing that's when you finally bend your elbows and pull the handle into a finish okay a few more strokes then we're changing up again last one here we go 24 strokes a minute and 2k plus where are we 12 I couldn't do the maths <laughs> sorry <laughs> I was thinking where was I before so this one only lasts for three minutes before we change up again and make sure to think about these pace increases increases will happen to be there as something that comes from your leg drive okay so you push harder with your legs you're not thinking about pulling any harder with your arms you'll notice that as you push harder with the legs 
if you are in the correct position, that forward lean, straight arms, that the forced sensation going into the handle will feel stronger. Your hang off the handle will feel more powerful and as a result your final pull will feel more powerful but that's all because of the legs you're not thinking about pulling the handle try to think about pushing the machine away from you as you push your legs into it if you can think about pushing the machine away rather than pushing yourself back or worse pulling the handle it should really help with your body position and power transfer okay four three two one here we go 26 2k plus nine you should feel a surge increase as you went up to 26 and as we get to these higher rates remember part of the stroke rate comes from a more powerful faster leg drive but you mirror that with a slightly faster recovery too so you do that by when you pull the handle to a finish you release it instantly at the same pace so in out in out It's almost like you're bouncing the handle off your chest but a nice rhythm to it okay you're not jerking it out you're not forcing it out you're using your body's natural springiness to get that handle forwards all right last minute coming up in three two one here we go 28 let that handle be what starts your recovery let it 
trigger your forward lean back over your hips so that by the time the handle is over your knees your body has already got into that forward lean position and all you have to do is bend your knees to recover to the front of the machine here we go four more three two one there we go and that's the first one done fair flies by doesn't it that 15 minutes just zaps on uh, so this two minutes should be a good recovery time you won't get fully recovered and that then creates like a cardiac drift of intensity through this workout so two minutes is enough to stop this really tipping you over the edge but when you get into the next five you go all right and you use that first five minutes for almost further recovery even though you are still active um, but you'll probably find by the end of the next one by the time you get to those 28s it'll feel a little bit tougher so maybe that just felt like an eight out of ten that last one minute and then maybe you'll find the next one that last one minute will be a one out of ten drink I say one out of ten. I think I meant to say nine out of ten. Wonder what I said. That'll be an interesting one to come back into the, into the edit suite and go. What was he on about? A one out of ten. How's that going to happen? It's because I had one on my mind because of one minute. Okay, we've got just over twenty seconds to go. Just have a little rock of your backside. Just changes the point where your sit bones are squishing your glutes. And hopefully that'll minimize any pain or uncom uncomfortableness if that's a word 10 seconds to go uh, six five four three two one and we're back into 20 strokes a minute and 2k plus 18 pace now with any luck having already been through this once this 20 strokes per minute especially after that 28 when we just finished but this 20 strokes a minute should feel like a real walk in the park and use this five minutes or as much as you need to really refine what's going on with your technique work on that timing that connection between pushing the foot plates and then the handle picking up the flywheel. And then think about your body angles, your shins, vertical, forward lean, arms straight. As you start the drive, 
You might want to add in a little external rotation of your elbows. That might help to keep your arms straight. Engage your lats. Make sure your fingers are loosely hooked over the handles. Nice open palm. Let's air circulate through your hands and also gives you like an extra centimeter length compared to if you had a death grip on it. And go back to those shins. If you find as you come forwards, in order to get your shins vertical, you have to raise your heels a little bit. Don't sweat it. As long as when it comes to that timing connection at the front, you push your heels into the foot plate, doesn't matter. What you don't want to do is come so far forwards that your heels are right off the foot plate and as such your backside shoots out from underneath you because of how tightly sprung you are at the front. So don't worry, you may have seen other folks tell you not to raise your heels but as long as you're getting that timing right of the power pushing in at the same time the handle connects and don't sweat it if you find your heels are coming right off the foot plate and your shins are nowhere near vertical then it could either be poor flexibility or your feet are too high in the foot stretchers so try dropping them a notch see if that change in body angle helps you with your compression at the front and then as you push hold that forward lean arm straight until about halfway and then swing your back and pull in your arms get those elbows through your sides and try to keep your wrists flat and if that needs a small flare out of the elbows that's fine but what I don't recommend is a full-on chicken wing out to the side because that puts all the force into your delts okay one more stroke now we're up to 22s come on a bit more of a push from the legs you should be going three seconds faster and two strokes per minute faster 
And remember, that handle, you want to finish round about sternum height. You don't want to be all the way down into your lap, but also try not to be up in your throat. Because again, both of those positions change what muscles you're using at the back of the stroke which can be more prone to injury and certainly not as strong and efficient as using your lats if you finish round about sternum height then make sure get that handle back out the same rhythm you pulled it in at in out in out and then the handle away triggers your forward lean and then by the time the handle is past your knees all you have to do is bend your knees to effortlessly slide back to the front of the machine ready for the next stroke and just remember posture is really important at both ends of the stroke both when you start nice powerful posture up on your sit bones and when you come into a finish as well you a nice braced core sit bones still connected to the seat even though you're leaning back and the real telltale for getting this wrong is if you tug on the foot straps with your feet so if you get to the back of the stroke and tug on the foot straps you'll notice your knees pop up your tailbone tucks underneath you and your posture is ruined which is only not only bad from trying to keep stroke rate up or from a power point of view but also the chances of injuring your lower back because all the force is suddenly going through your L2 and L3 in your lumbar okay two more one more up to 24s 2k plus 12 now this for me anyway I find 24 is when 
the power and rhythm all come together. 24 strokes a minute, 2K plus 12. Feels such a natural flow for me. And hopefully it does for you too. Remember, it's all about pushing with the legs. If you suddenly find you're dropping off pace, then just think about pushing with your legs and getting all of that leg drive into the machine. So shins vertical for the perfect amount of compression and then at the back of the machine your legs come down. You don't stop short with bent knees although don't go down so far that you lock your knees. It can help if you're unsure about that to think about pointing your toes to the front of the machine when you come to the back of the stroke. And that also stops you from tugging on the foot strap. It's a handy tip, that one. Oh, okay. 30 seconds to go on this one. Then we're up to 26 and 2K plus nine. Oh. I'm gonna dry throat today. Four, three, two, one. Here we go. More of a push from the legs will result in more of a hang off the handle. Combine that with a rhythmic recovery and you should find your stroke rate and pace have increased to where you want it to be. And we're almost at a close, just over two minutes to go on this second interval. Be interested to see what the percentage of max heart rate I'm at at the end of this one, just to see if there was a drift up in intensity, like I suspected. 
Although <clears throat> I do tend to look at heart rate more for recovery than I do for the actual effort. Mostly because all my training is based around rowing at a specified pace, not a heart rate range. Three, two, one, here we go, 28, remember more of a push, this is a bigger jump, we're jumping four seconds to get to 2k plus five on this one. You should really think about that fluid recovery to help you with this higher stroke rate. 20 seconds to go, come on. Try and hold your pace. 10 seconds. Four, three, two, one. Well done. So yeah. Last time I finished at 79% of my rowing max heart rate. That time was 85. So that's a bit of a drift. I'd expect the next one to be closer to 90. And that puts this workout, for me anyway, firmly in the mid intensity of my intensity pyramid. Drink. But the other thing was that my heart rate recovered to 70 beats per minute at the end of the first interval. So it'll be interesting to see where it recovers to after two minutes in between this one. I hope it wouldn't be too far off. Maybe 75, who knows. I'm gonna have another drink anyway, just see if that helps. And please don't compare your heart rate or your heart rate ranges to mine. We're all different, okay? So just because I recover fast, doesn't mean that there's anything wrong if you don't. Fitness is a huge part to play to, but just think about your own system. Don't think about anyone else's. Okay, I'm at 78 beats per minute right now. And there's 15 seconds to go until start of the next interval. Get yourself ready, 10 seconds. A little wiggle of your backside. Six, five, four, three, two, one, go. So I ended up at 76 then. So not too far off the recovery after the first interval. Now remember, if you've been finding this really easy and you want to go a little bit harder, then 
start off basically just every pace is going to be two seconds faster than it was before so if you were rowing at 203 before then you want to be down at 201 now and then just increase the same amount as before so three seconds three seconds three seconds four seconds and that should give you a much more intense workout and hey if you want to go max pressure for that last 28 strokes a minute knock yourself out oh. it's a good old workout this one in the end you're doing 45 minutes worth of effort and it really shouldn't feel like that because of how we're going through these 5, 4, 3, 2, 1 and you know it's kind of mind tricks like that they're important to learn when it comes to any race because trust me that moment of sitting at the beginning of a 2k or even a 1k or a 500 or then the longer distances 5, 10 or even if you're doing a hour long time trial if you're constantly just looking at what you have ahead of you in that huge number or that huge effort even if it is only over seven minutes it's really easy to psych yourself out so again the difference between three 15 minute intervals and three times five four three two one mentally it's just really helpful so like in a 2k you can break it down into 500 meters if you wish or even if your stroke rate is 32 strokes a minute you might just want to count up to 32 and just keep on doing that until you're done or I really like fours four is the magic number just count up to four strokes or down and then another four and another four you just get into that rhythm of one, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. Over and over again. And it's almost like, for me anyway, my brain can't 
look ahead to the total row because it's too busy counting and resetting and just thinking about what the next four strokes have in store for me speaking of which four three two one up to 22s 2k plus 15 or 13 if you are taking the faster route but yeah especially on the faster rows the higher stroke rate counting in fours really helps and even like a half hour row if you can break into chunks or 10k and that's what we're doing here so it's almost like this is the 10k row we're doing over 15 minutes where the first 5k are at your tempo pace then 3k slightly faster then one and a half or you get what I'm saying you basically break it into ever decreasing chunks that you go faster and faster on so that ultimately by the time you get to 500 meters to go in your 10k or maybe two meters sorry two minutes on a half hour time trial you can really get up to sprint speed and come home strong and that's what I meant in the initial preamble to this row about the importance of being able to go through rows with negative splits getting faster as you go through it whether that's faster because you are increasing stroke rate or just your power and just to say if you're doing a 10k you don't start off at 20 strokes a minute and then ramp up that's not <laughs> that's not what I'm saying in terms of this being like a 10k it's the pace and intensity so you're likely in a 10k to start off run about 26 strokes a minute maybe and then as you get through it you'll probably increase 28 
as you get closer to the end, maybe around about 30, and then sprint home at about 32, 34. Or at least that's how I row it. Okay, almost at our next change up. Two more, one more. Here we go, 24 strokes a minute, 2K plus 12. I really hope that by doing this gradual increase through the rakes, that anyone who's uncomfortable with any of the rates be it the low 20s or the high 28s with the matching power hopefully this has helped you if only because you're not hanging around on any one rate for too long. And after all, this is why we call it training. You're training your body for how it can move, how it puts in power, how it feels as you increase intensity and then if you can consciously be aware of how your technique may alter as you either just go through the pace and rate changes or as a result of any fatigue that sets in then you can start to be more aware of those triggers that can cause your pace to slip that it's easy to just put down to being tired and not having the energy whereas oftentimes it's being a little bit fatigued and therefore your technique falls apart just enough to lose the pace two, one, here we go, 26, 2k plus nine, more of a push from your legs to increase that rate and hopefully your pace 
as a result. Just to finish off that fatigue and technique thing, usually what goes with fatigue is posture that you start to slump at the front and the back so really think about a powerful posture at the front of the machine don't overslide or over lean because both of them will cost you pace just stay with your forwards to one o'clock and backwards to 11 o'clock with a good old braced core at either end just rocking forwards and backwards and forwards come on almost there one more and we're up at 28 come on remember to finish strong and then get that handle out in the same rhythm this is all fluid you're not pausing at any stage just finish out finish out oh, come on 20 seconds to go keep on pushing with those legs just keep pushing three two one <sighs> nicely done 88 percent of max I finished that which is about right remember though I had on between 5 and 10% of my max heart rate purely because I talked to you the whole time so have a quick drink make sure to just shake off a little bit and then we'll do a 2 minute cool down hang on Ooh. Two minute cooldown is there. Oh. All right. Are you ready for cooldown? Lots of just grunting from me, so let's get into this so that we can row while I grunt. <laughs> In three, two, one. Let's go 18 strokes a minute again. Just pick a pace that you know feels like you're just winding down here. Could be roundabout 
2k plus 30 to start and then you just gradually ease off as we get to the end of the two minutes it's a good old sweaty workout today now I know it's quite late on to be saying this but if you've been doing this on the ErgZone app you will have noticed that it was just programmed in as 15 minute intervals instead of it being the 5, 4, 3, 2, 1 rest to 5, 4, 3, 2, 1 etc and that's because of an issue with the Concept 2 monitor nothing to do with ErgZone but even on zero rests the Concept 2 monitor waits for the next stroke before it starts the next interval I mean after I think 3 seconds it starts automatically but because there's that little pause and you may have that pause and I might not have that pause or the other way around in order to keep kind of as close to being in sync with the video as possible we have to try and minimise that pause and I do that by setting up 15 minute intervals instead of the split ones so I know it's different if you're not on a Concept 2 you're probably sitting there going that doesn't matter for me I'm on a water roller but it really is right now the only way around it and even if Concept 2 did fix it with a firmware update trying to get all of the updates or all the machines around the world updated just for the sake of my roll-on videos I think it's a little bit much to ask um, but there is a solution oh by the way this end part just use it as time to stretch and pack up and stuff while I explain this there's a solution-ish if you have a Concept 2 rowing machine and you upload your sessions I mean if you're rowing that on ErgZone it should automatically upload your session to the Concept 2 logbook if you go to ergmonkey.com you can get a free account there connect your logbook to that and that gives you a much better data analysis of your rows okay and with that you can then go into those 15 minute intervals and see a lot clearer how you got on through individual moments within those rows so you can take these 15 minute intervals of today's row and look at the graph and then you can look at your five minute and it'll show you when you spiked your um, strokes per minute too high or too low or your pace has gone up too high or too low yes you, you, as of yet you can't kind of subdivide it down and get an average which is actually I've asked Philip uh, Monkey if that's something that he could do um, but at least you can go there and you can see what's going on because ideally yes we'd, I'd have this set up as 54321 rest 2 54321 rest 2 but it just it can't work because we're going to end up so out of sync with each other and I know that frustrates a lot of people there's one of the more recent um, roll-alongs I was kind of in a, a, a conversation I think it was Steve who was asking about it kind of saying but what, why can't you I, I kind of want to see all that data at the end and I'm saying well we just can't we're going to be, end up so out of sync and, and to be honest I mean as far as I'm concerned it's what I see on the monitor from stroke to stroke that matters in a training session that if I'm meant to be rowing at 205 um, at 18 strokes a minute say I want to make sure that I see 18 and 2 minutes and 5 seconds on the monitor for every single stroke I don't want 
I, there's no value to me in afterwards looking at it and going, oh, I was rolling at 207 at 16 strokes a minute because it's too late and I've blown the session by that point. I need to be able to see it there and then. So from a training point of view, I really don't care about coming out and analyzing afterwards. It's more that instantaneous response of what I get on the monitor is vital and afterwards is then just interesting, which I then think that the Arg Monkey solution is the one to look at for the time being because there just isn't a concept to solution because, um, yeah. However, if you want to do it as the 54321 or like any of the other sessions that have like zero rest um, times like this, then feel free to just take my uh, workout on ErgZone, duplicate it, and then just set in 54321 with the rates and the and the paces that you're supposed to hit. And hopefully you're not gonna end up too out of sync with me. Um, but I, I certainly think that if I was to do that and you were to do it as well, then the chances, I mean, we could be like combined between the two of us, we could end up like 34 seconds um, out of sync. But so by the, by the last interval, when I say go, one of us is, or say you're still sitting there for 34 seconds waiting um, for your monitor to go down to the, the start of your interval. So, so that's why they're done this way. I know this is a big rant and you probably don't care at this stage, but that's why, okay? So um, yeah, as such, um, I do like giving hashtags at the end of my, my rows so that you can kind of say, uh, so I know you've made it to the end basically. Um, and so, so let's just do sync sucks. So S-Y-N-C for sync and then sucks. So sync sucks because it does, because it's a problem. This, this is gonna be uh, an issue. This is where something like Peloton actually is a great idea because it just controls the system and that's it. The, it controls the countdown and, and whatever. Um, but even if I edited the video to match, because I do edit the video to match what my monitor does. So you'll find that like a uh, three times 15 minute row with two minutes rest in between should take what, 345 plus, 49 minutes to get to from start to finish but even for a simple session like that when you watch the video you'll see oh hang on that actually took um 49 and four seconds and that's because of the the intro so i adjust the video to match so hopefully it all works um but yeah anyway god i'm ranting so um well done for making it this far because even i bored myself at the end of that bit <laughs> so so yeah, so sync sucks is the hashtag. Uh, thank you so much for doing this session. Let's get back on track, eh? <laughs> uh, thank you very much for doing this session. It was definitely, it's exactly what I was looking for today. A proper good old hard sweaty work that wasn't a max workout, um, uh, ready to then recover and come back into the next uh, set of sessions. Uh, it's the end of the weekend for me. And to be honest, I don't know what was wrong with me this weekend. I just couldn't stop eating. Um, and it's still that way. I just, um, uh, yeah, I just, e even as I was before I came off the road today, I ended up um, walking past the, uh, the, the the kids treat cupboard where we keep like the, just when we give them like a little chocolate bar for, if they've been out for a run as a treat or whatever. Don't worry, we don't feed them. I don't reward them. They're not like a dog. I don't have a clicker and go <laughs> every time they go for a run and throw them a treat. Um, but yeah, I just reached in there, picked out a penguin um, and I'm, I'm, I'm snarfed that down and wandered in here almost mindlessly. I don't know what's, what's just strains in my body just once. And it's because, I mean, I do the 16 8 fasting thing during the week anyway, um, where I, I don't eat after 10 o'clock and I don't eat again until two o'clock the next day. But then I do eat properly. I take in enough, like, say, around about 2300 calories of, of relatively healthy food um, throughout the day. So I'm taking in enough fuel and whatever. But for some strange reason this weekend, I just, it's like, I'm wondering whether they're like, the, someone's like, smoking drugs next door and I've just got the munchies. They're not. But yeah, I don't know. You know. Or maybe it's, maybe it's, I was watching the tennis last night, the um, the US Open final. And just so, I was kind of looking at it thinking, oh, that's just, it's a, a life that has completely passed me by in terms of being, because uh, they're two teenage girls 
fittest things that you've, you've ever seen, just knocking lumps out of a tennis ball to each other. And then I'm just looking at my 46-year-old self and going, uh, I can just think back to my squash playing days and stuff. So maybe that's it. Maybe I'm eating through depression. But anyway, but back onto the healthy stuff. Sometimes, you know what? I actually sometimes advocate having these kind of cheat weekends where you're just going to take the foot off the gas, take, just eat a little bit dirty and, and whatever, just to kind of keep my body guessing, but also just to keep my brain satisfied. Because otherwise, I'm, I mean, if I was training for a gold medal or if I was... Say I was even doing this to raise, to do a big row to raise thousands of pounds of charity or something, or, or there was like a purpose behind this, then I could kind of see the point of this kind of self, almost flagellation, isn't it? Um, of, of not eating rubbish and things. But every now and then he's like, you know what? I just want to sit down. Last night, sat down uh, and had a nice, what did, what did I have? I had a sugar donut, in fact. That's how bad things are. While watching the tennis, just Julie and I just sat there watching it, completely captivated by it, because totally enthralled by by the by the match. But I was just so happy, just sitting on the couch with my wife, and I thought, I don't want to be sitting there doing sit-ups in the corner of the room and, and all that kind of stuff. I just want to have some time, just to kind of relax and whatever, and then I'll get back into it again. And fine. Mental health is really important when it comes to anything like this. I'm a real advocate of this. Of that you need to be happy with what you're doing, that if you're miserable, uh, either exercising or uh, weight loss or whatever, then you need to find another way. You, you can't hate it. It's just, it's really important. Anyway, that's, that's a, a rant for a completely different video. I keep on threatening to make one about how I eat and all that kind of stuff, and maybe one day I will, but um, frankly, it's too narcissistic for me to make it. So, oh, are you still here? Seriously, I, I wouldn't be here anymore. I'd have, I'd have gone, <laughs> I'd have gone. Maybe you're doing abs, maybe that's the thing. Maybe you just listen to me talk away and you're like, I'll just do a few sit-ups while he's chuntering away. So anyway, that's me at the end. Uh, thanks once again for doing this session. I will see you if you're doing the 10K plan in week five, session one. Otherwise, I will just see you in one of my other videos. Uh, make sure and check out the loads and loads. There's well over 250 in the channel uh, right now as of September 2021. So um, go have a sniff around, see some other sessions, and I will see you in whatever session I see you in next. Make sure to say hello, leave a YouTube comment or whatever. Um, and thank you so much for, uh, well, for putting up with me, to be honest. So stay safe, take care of yourself, be well. Bye-bye.